Blog Talk Radio. Are you ready for some hot, steamy conversation? <laughs> I don't know about how steamy it is, but hot, yeah. <laughs> My mother and I had a fantastic relationship. This is Stephen, and I just want to share. Uh, yeah, I want to expound on that just quickly, because the real man... Good morning, and welcome to Coffee Talk. I'm Soy, host of the fastest growing online talk show where we discuss real topics with real people in real situations. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Happy Saturday. You know, this this is one of my favorite days of the week. It's always a good uh, day when you can wake up be inspired uh, as I prepare myself to hear someone else's story about what they're experiencing, what they've done. Uh, I I learn so much every week by hosting the show and meeting phenomenal people, and I'm so excited about what is down the pike for you today. As you know, I usually start the show drinking my favorite morning beverage. I hope you have yours in hand as well, and I am just about on my second cup. Not coffee this morning, but tea. Yeah, I'm I'm having some tarragon tea this morning and which it has a little cayenne pepper in it. Something new I, I tried. Um but I'm sure that before the show ends I'll be sipping on my caramel macchiato. I just can't get away from drinking that beverage. It just seems like my day doesn't start until I have that in hand. And so I, I'm excited about today's show. So this is the new year. We're in 2017. For those of you who have are not ready, get ready. It's happened. It's, it's done. This is the new year. So whatever is behind you, leave it behind you because there is so much room for growth. There's so much room for more uh, to happen for you in your life. And so our theme for the past two shows has been Mind Over Matter. Now, if you missed the show last week, go back to the website, Coffee Talk with Soy, find it, listen to it. Visit the Facebook site. Um, I'm under Coffee Talk with Soy as well, so you can find the show links there. So last week we talked about concepts, ideas, and tips about how you can get your mind to rise above your matters and be successful. So we talked about the, 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 the protocols that you would use, the mindset that you would need to be in. And so today we're actually going to speak with people who are practicing that and so much more to overcome things in their lives. And so I'm hoping that you'll be inspired by hearing our uh, guests who are in the cafe with me today. Now, the first gentleman... Uh, is a phenomenal man. He is, I, I found him, and then he found me, and we connected, and finally I've gotten him uh, on the show. When I reached out to him to be a guest, he he jumped right in, and, and, and it is such a, a blessing to be able to have him available because it's, it's, I, I believe in divine intervention. So when I reached out to him and he was available on the day that I needed him, I knew it was meant for him to be on the show. Now, his name is Maxwell Abbey, and he also goes by the name of the blind blogger because that is exactly what he does. In spite of his disability, he is blogging, he's inspiring people, he's an author, and he's done so much more, and he's in the cafe with me today. So let's welcome to the show Mr. Maxwell Ivey. 
Good morning, Max. How are you? Well, good morning, Soy. I'm doing great, and I'm uh, I'm glad to find out that just like me, the day isn't perfect until you have your signature cup of coffee. With me, it's hazelnut, either regular coffee or cappuccino. And until I have that, the day isn't 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 right with the world. Uh, so I want to thank you, thank you. We have that in common, and for having me on the show, and also for letting me check something off my list. Um, I have never done a show, and I've done over a hundred interviews on radio and podcasts. I have never done a show with a live audience. So thank you for this opportunity. Oh wow, wow! Well, well, well I am thankful for that as well to be a part. Of, of something phenomenal that, that you will remember in your life. Because the last thing I want to do, Max, is be included with the rest of the shows that you've done. So I'm glad there's something different <laughs> about this show that's going to stand out well, and be significant. Well, you in know your me, life. to me. Yeah, well, you know enough about me to know that with me, every experience is a, is a blessing. Uh, I treat everything as if it's the first time. But there are certain occasions when they happen. You do put them on the calendar and remember them fondly. And this this is a first, so thank you. Oh, oh amazing, amazing. So Max, well, can I call you Max? Is that okay? If I call you. Yeah, Max? just call me Max. The only okay. people who call me Max were people who uh, who don't know me or think I owe them money. Oh, <laughs> you know what? And and I felt so comfortable. I feel like I know you. So I was like, I need to call him Max because with the, this is an intimate setting. I, and we're sharing. We're having coffee. We're on the air. We're doing something that we love, um, being in a place, um, not just physically but spiritually, that we feel like we, we are supposed to be in. So, Max, tell, tell us a little bit about um, your visual impairment. How, what is it and how did it come to be? Well, I have retinitis pigmentosa, otherwise known as RP. It's a hereditary degenerative disease that's passed on the mother's side. When I was born, I had perfect vision. By four or five, I started uh, losing my vision, which is when I was diagnosed with it. Uh, I lost it gradually until I was in high school, or excuse me, junior high, when I had a big drop-off in vision, which is pretty common among men with RP, that we have a drop-off during puberty. It stayed pretty much constant until I was in college, and then I had another drop-off to where it is today, which is uh, light perception. And I consider myself totally blind because it's it's simpler, it's more honest. And when you do everything either with speech, with tactile, or by asking another person, I think that pretty much describes you as, as blind. So, Max, did the um, when you were... You said it was around junior high school and around high school when you actually began to transition into um, a, a no-sight um, lifestyle. What kind of right. support did you have um, around you to kind of help you um, embrace that disability? Well, I was I was blessed to go to a, uh, a school system where even though they were doing what was called mainstreaming, moving people with visual and other disabilities out of special schools into school regular classrooms, uh, we had or we had an orientation and mobility instructor in our district, and uh, they taught me about using a white cane, traveling by buses, crossing streets. Uh, we had a, a braille. We had an instructor who could come in and teach braille, and uh, in after school sessions over a couple of years, I learned braille. I don't use it a whole lot anymore, but I know it and can if I need to. Uh, you know, there were. Uh, 
we had uh, one class a day with, uh, you know, special education where people were there to help us adapt our uh, coursework and, and figure out ways to, to solve the problems that come up during the day of, of being in classes. Uh, you know, I was able to get books first in large print and then later on uh, on recorded you know, recorded books and then Braille. So I had a lot of support, but, you know, I was lucky to live in a place in a, in a pretty, I would say, affluent high school district where mm-hmm. they were willing to spend money on people to support you. I realize that doesn't happen mm-hmm. everywhere. It, it, it sounds like, yeah, it's, and it sounds like you were just determined at, at an early stage to have uh, a, a life of normalcy of whatever that would be for you. Um, did you ever have periods where you wanted, did that you just shut down or, you know, you had challenges with um, this transition? Uh, I'm, I'm really, I, I, I think about that because I've read some of the, other, I've read some other people's books about their experiences and I, I'm happy to say that I've, Never had a point where I would consider I was in depression because of blindness. Uh, never contemplated suicide. Uh, never damaged or hurt myself like some people do. So I've been very blessed in that. And I think a lot of that comes from the fact that I grew up in a family of people who were doers rather than uh, rather than thinkers or brooders, and uh, wasn't around a lot of people who would put up with you if you wanted to wanted to withdraw and and be sorry for yourself. I think a lot of that was a blessing. My grandmother, my father, my mom, uh, all the cousins that I was was around because I came from a family of six six brothers and sisters, so there was a lot of family, uh, and many of them lived within walking distance of my house. Mm-hmm. And and when it came to having you in family circles. Um, and, and amongst your friends and just maneuvering through your life, do you feel that people treated you the same? Because, you know, we have people uh, in our circle that may have had some kind of um, accident or some issue that happened, and, and we cradle them, you know, and sometimes that's looked at as, you know, we are um, not allowing them to grow and be independent, but we cradle them, we enable them. Did, did, did you find that your family pretty much treated you the same and, 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 and forced you to kind of move around and take care of yourself? Yeah, I don't recall uh, being uh, in a cocoon or, or smothered or protected from society. So uh, I feel like I have uh, pro- progressed and grown uh, pretty much like anybody else would with all the usual uh, mistakes and uh, even even some of the usual regrets that come from from living a normal life. Unfortunately, normal doesn't mean easy. <laughs> you can say that again. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I think yes. a lot of people. I think yes. a lot of people think quote normal is supposed to mean easy because you know normal is what we see on TV or in movies and mm-hmm. it does appear easy when they do it on television, but normal ain't easy. Mm-hmm. Normal's not easy. So let's talk about blogging. Why? Why blog? Why? Why blog? Why did you decide to do that? Well, at first I did it because people told me that if I was going to have an online business, I had to have a blog. I really didn't know what one was or why I needed one, but uh, I, you know, I figured out that uh, how to start one using uh, 
I was on blog. I was on Blogger before I was on WordPress with it. But at that time, I was uh, running my first business, which is the Midway Marketplace, and I was helping people sell used amusement equipment. And so the blog was about was articles about new equipment listings, uh, sales I had made, um, uh, advice on safety, advice on how to properly display their their equipment for the best possible. Uh, chance to sell it, things like that. And I discovered that even though the writing was mostly business, that it, it reminded me that when I was in school, I loved to write. So uh, that, you know, brought out uh, my love for writing. And about three years ago, a lady named Harlena Singh has a website called AHA Now. And I won a competition on her site to write a guest post, which was the first time wow. I wrote a post that wasn't wasn't amusement equipment related it was she wanted me to write about being a blogger who happens to be blind so i wrote the post and we worked on it together for three days uh she's in india i'm in the u.s so with the time differences it was like we worked on it continuously and it came out one of the best things i've ever written and the title was life lessons from a blind blogger which led to me finally deciding to start a second website where I could share the more personal aspects of being a online business person who happens to be blind. And then no sooner than I wrote that post for Harlena, a lady named Eve Koivola challenged me to write my first book. And at that point I had never written a book and had no intentions of writing one, but she said, we would like to have you do an online summit. And as part of the summit, we need you to have a book or some other product that you can sell or give away. So I started writing the book and, a few weeks later, she called to tell me that the, there were four other women who had already committed, and that they decided they would like it to be an all-woman thing to give it a better marketing advantage. Uh, I was disappointed, mm. but, you know, I grew up in a carnival-owning family. I know what it is to put butts in the seats and faces behind screens, so I wasn't really upset with them, but I decided, heck, she challenged me to write the book. I've already started it. I'm enjoying writing it, so I finished it. It, was, it ended up being called leading you out of the darkness into the light of blind man's inspirational guide to success. And it's been very well received. Mm. It's uh, it has 11 actionable exercises in it that I think will help people get unstuck and actually take action towards their, their big goal or dream. And it also has wow. some pretty decent stories from, from my life and, you know, my answers to the, to the exercises that I've included, because I feel like uh, one, it's one thing to tell somebody else to do it, but it might help them if they see how I answered the same questions that I'm asking them to answer. And the other thing I did with the book is I included my email address because I know that in the beginning, when you start something new, a lot of the people in your immediate mm -hmm. circle are not going to be all that uh, uh, accepting of it. They are definitely usually not going to be supportive of it. So I figured if somebody's going to read my book and take my advice, it would be great if they had at least one person who they knew would listen to them and either understand what they're going through or at least try to understand what they're going to, through, which is something that, you know, if we could even get that from our, from our friends mm -hmm. and family to start something new, that would be great. I mean, we don't have, they don't have to get it, but we would, it, we would love it if they would at least try to get it. That's amazing. Yeah, that, that, that is amazing. I, I am just really impressed that you are, um, continuing on and, and moving forward. And it sounds like the people who have been in your business circle and just in your inner circle really do put the pressure on you to, hey, do this, do this. And so you're, you're right that they didn't really enable you or cradle well, you. They, they really called you to the carpet <laughs> to step up and, 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 well, and, and do the daggone thing. 
Yeah, well, I, I, yeah. Here's, here's something I tell people all the time. There is nothing better in your life than to have a good friend double dog dare you. Hey, 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 I second that. Well, well Max, you know, we, we want to move on to our second guest on the show, but before uh, doing so, please um, let the audience know where they can um, find you and get more information about the amazing things that, that you're doing to empower people. Sure, it's theblindblogger.net, or they can email me, just ask at theblindblogger.net. Uh, my Twitter feed is at Maxwell Ivy, which is my current uh, favorite social media network. And on YouTube, mm-hmm. it's youtube.com slash Maxwell Ivy. All right. Well, Maxwell, hang out with, in the cafe with me a little bit um, so you might have some closing remarks and say some other things um, to the audience. But let's go ahead and transition and welcome to the show author, speaker, motivator, and cancer survivor, Jonna Flagg. She has been practicing a life of facing fears and fighting back. She says that God gives us what we need. So let's hear from Donna Flagg as she shares her story today. Welcome to the cafe, Donna. How are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing wonderful. I'm doing wonderful. The, 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 the two of you are, are, are getting my energy up. And uh, I, I don't know what I might go out here and do this Saturday uh, morning with this beautiful weather here in, in the Atlanta area after talking to the both of you. Thank you for accepting the invitation and being in the cafe with me today. Well, thank you. And, and I, too, have my coffee this morning, but I drink it black. I've taught myself to drink it black so that if I cannot find sugar anywhere, I won't be disappointed. You know what? You, ooh, you're trying to call us to the carpet. Drinking it black. <laughs> Wow! Just take it, just take it. <laughs> uh, well, you know, I've I've never I've never been challenged to um, to drink it black. I've always kind of had that. Well, I don't, I don't do sugar, but I, I do do a little flavored cream, uh, mm-hmm. you know, a little espresso shot flavored cream and things like that. I think that's just a little spiciness in, in my life that, that I like. Uh-huh. But, but I, I I can appreciate that taking it black. That says mm-hmm. a lot about you, woman. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know what it says, about you. but uh, I plan ahead. <laughs> yeah, I see that. And also on your website, you said you, you program your heart um, for victory and not defeat. Let's talk about that. Yes. My so phone what, what started to go now. What do you use? Uh, we, we can't have that happen. You want to talk about no, no, no. Good. Yeah. So when, when you say you program your heart, how, what is it that that you're doing? Because you know, we're, this is the third week of of the of the new year, and people are trying to program themselves to work out, to stop yeah. eating meat, you know, to yeah. be healthy. So when you say I program my heart, tell us a little bit about that. And, and people, take notes, get your pens out. John's about to drop something hot on you. So so tell us what that actually means and 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 how you go about doing that. Well, you know, it absolutely you know is mind over matter as you've been talking about. Uh, in a couple of shows, and, and uh, you, you know, it's not so much what happens to us in life, but it's how we choose to respond and mind over matter solution rather than the problem. And my whole thing is about fighting fear that comes against us uh, through any life challenge. It could be something really big like an illness or cancer or, or job loss or divorce or empty nest. Uh, but any of life's challenges brings fear that can keep us frozen and, you know, keep us from moving forward. 
So part of maintaining that positive mindset is to uh, avoid negative people, even if they're related, Mm. which can be a challenge. But avoid negative people. Life's too short to hang out with negative people that are going to, you know, bring you down and not share your hope. And, uh, and that includes, that includes um, you know, watching what we say and, and the kind of messages that we take in because that can, negative messages can plant like fiery darts into our brain, plant seeds of fear that rob us of hope and diminish our faith and can overwhelm us. And, you know, my background was that um, I had uh, stage 3C ovarian cancer, which was a surprise. I was misdiagnosed for a year, and I expected just a tiny cut, a little hysterectomy, and woke up two, three days later and was told that I had cancer and I wouldn't live two years. And despite the major surgeries uh, and six months of chemotherapy, they said they couldn't uh, couldn't cure me but just buy me time. But I tell you that, you know, greater than the illness, I soon realized that uh, the fear was going to kill me. The fear was going to destroy wow. me. So, um, you know, so what we're talking about is right up my alley, kiddo. And then I wound up, you know, writing a book and have a ministry to other people, especially women about, uh, you know, about fight, putting on our, you know, our big girl boxing gloves and jumping in the ring and, and fighting the fear that would come against us and keep us frozen in that negative state where we, and in that way, we, you know, we program ourselves for victory instead of defeat. Now, Donna, you, you mentioned something that was uh, really keen. I want to kind of go back to uh-huh. you talked about the fear was going to kill you. Uh, can we spend just about a minute just talking about how fear kills people? Because I, I, I want, for anyone out there where they are dying or suffering or being suffocated or imprisoned with fear, I want them to understand where they are and how they can get out of that. So could you just share a little, give a few examples of how fear can, can, can kill a person or how it killed, how it killed you or try well, to. Well, and, you know, that, you <laughs> my husband says I exaggerate, but I told him a million times I don't exaggerate uh, when I say that it would kill me. But, but fear, you know, keeps us frozen, and it can, there's all types of fear, fear of rejection, Fear of criticism, fear of failure, fear of the unknown is a biggie. Uh, and mm-hmm. fear keeps us frozen, keeps us from having the courage to take the next step. And if we don't see the light at the end of the tunnel, if we don't see how our situation is going to get any better, whether we're out of work and looking for a job or a relationship or, uh, in my case, it was illness, uh, that mm. if you can't see the light at the end of the tunnel because you're so frozen in fear, uh, then, you know, the fear becomes the problem. So I found that I had to come up with a strategy to fight that fear whenever it would come against me, and I'd have those thoughts that mm. it's never going to change, my circumstances are so bad, uh, you, you know, that it's just getting worse, uh, that uh, when I say the fear could kill you, I mean that it, you know, it robs us of hope. And if you don't have hope that your situation is going to improve, then, uh, you know, that's very discouraging. You know, I I think that um, 
first let me say I agree with you in that. And, and the tagline that we use for the show is live on purpose. And um, yeah. what it means to me is that if you, once you begin to know why you're here and, and, and what your calling is on life, you, you walk through life differently. And and yeah. the walk, although it's not easy, as Maxwell said, normalcy is not easy, but right. it's, it's so rewarding in it that you look back and it's like, how, how can I not do this? How, how can I live? I, I don't know how I live differently than how I'm doing now, but in that walk is so fulfilling that you feel like it is life, and without that is death. So to me, you know, telling people to live on purpose, get up and intentionally yeah. be who you are and do those things, and fear does does get in the way. So I, I appreciate you sharing that and being transparent so so people can, can hear that. Tell us about some of um, – uh, well, before we talk about your books and, and, and what's going on with the book, I, I, I want to talk a little bit about your laughter. I, I, I found you to be very humorous, <laughs> and uh, a lot of people have not, myself included, have not come to be able to joke about some of the issues that we've had in life or some yeah. of the heels that we've had to overcome. How do you go back and find humor with that? Is, is that some a different gift that God has given you that we know that we know about, or how, how do you transition well, you your know, mind it's a gift, to laugh it's about? A gift. It? Yeah, and it's a gift to many that that uh, that have, you know, that see things in life that are humorous. But my whole thing is encouraging people that uh, uh, that they can take steps to add humor to their life and kind of train themselves, program themselves, their brain to uh to see the lighter side and humor you know is such a powerful weapon against fear because it can mm. diffuse or lessen that fear by redirecting our focus onto something more lighthearted and as you know you know laughter lifts our spirit yeah. and when we laugh we feel better and when we feel better it's easier to have hope and you know the reports that laughter releases our our endorphins in our body, it activates the immune system, mm-hmm. reduces stress hormones, you know, yada, yada, life is, you know, laughter is life's medicine. So it really does help us to see that light at the end of the tunnel. Uh, it doesn't mean that you deny your current circumstances that may really be, you know, really be difficult right now. But if we don't have that hope, uh, then, uh, you know, then it is very difficult you know to move mm-hmm. on and and there is humor in a hardship but uh and some people can see it more readily than others well john tell us a little bit about your um the book that you have and before closing um let us know we we can get more information about where to find you mm-hmm. well the book is called fight fear and foster faith and it's uh encouragement wrapped in humor there's a lot, I'm a very visual person. There's 84 photographs, and the photographs are often the punchline or illustrate the point. And it is available at Amazon.com and through my website. But most importantly, the takeaway of the book is that at the end of each chapter are practical tips to fight fear and to hang on to that positive mindset, to have that positive mind over matter attitude that helps to get us through any of life's challenges. Uh, and the best way to reach me is through my website, Jana, J-A-N-A-F-L-A-I-G.com. 
and uh, push that email button and, and be in touch. All right. All right. Well, thank you, uh, Donna, for being on the show, and Maxwell as well for hanging out with me in the cafe and sipping on your favorite morning beverage. It's been a great morning. It's been awesome, and I enjoyed having you here with me on the show today. Thank you. Yeah, thank you, uh, Soy, for inviting me, and I was glad that we could get together. All right. Well, this is where it happens every Saturday morning at 10 a.m., Coffee Talk with Soy. Your new morning show where Real Talk happens every Saturday at 10 a.m. It has been an amazing experience. If you want more information about the show or to catch up on shows that we've done, visit the website at coffeetalkwithsoy.com. Also, don't forget to download the app, Coffee Talk with Soy, from your app store. It's now available on iTunes and Google Play, so don't forget to do that as well. Also, look for me on your social media sites so that we can stay connected. And that would be my Coffee Talk with Soy. Thanks for listening to the show. Have a great week, and we'll see you next week. 10 a.m., Coffee Talk with Soy, your new morning show. Thank you. Bye-bye.